uh, SMA is now allowed to fly, to operate. But this decision is pending um, them uh, lodging an appeal with the Director of Civil Aviation Authority for her to consider uh, the reasons uh, that we have based as part of uh, of the suspensions of the two op- air operator certificates. So basically that, that is what has changed. Um, however, what the court order also sought to do is also not to gamble with the safety in terms of the lives of the people, the crew and the passengers. So they have also uh, attached conditions uh, to this temporary upliftment and uh, Basically, what they said is uh, because one of the issues that we raised with the airline was uh, in relation to the weight requirements. We felt that they couldn't satisfy us in terms of how they account for hand baggage, for instance. So there's a type of aircraft that they use, and this aircraft doesn't have um, an overhead storage uh, area. So that means all the hand luggage that people come will either put there, they'll either put it on um, below the the seat in front of them or the the airline will then have to store it at the belly of the aircraft so what we were saying to them is that okay um how do you account for that how do you then know at the end of the day before you take off what is the weight of the aircraft now because there are strict regulations in terms of aircraft not flying with an overload because that may result in an accident exactly that is critical yeah Uh, so in terms of those safety concerns yes uh are you now satisfied that it has been addressed? What the court order said is that by 5 o'clock today, they should sub- submit two things to us. They must give us a procedure that explains how they account for that weight, number one. And then they also have to give us a weight plan that is going to give us the sense of comfort that the way that they are calculating it can actually ensure that um, the aircraft is not overweight. So those are the things that we're waiting for from them uh, today. You know, Ms. Guebo, I watch air crash investigations and, and this scares me no end, mm-hmm. seriously, because uh, you see in several of these accidents where weight has been an issue, mm. where craft has been overweight and it led to the eventual uh, crash, crash of the aircraft. So that is a very serious concern. And um, the, hence, I wanted to know in terms of the safety concerns, but you say they have until five o'clock. But why were they allowed? How were they allowed to operate mm-hmm. uh, under those circumstances anyway? You know, in the process, the, 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 the judge uh, actually said to the parties, go and settle this matter. And, you know, in terms of having those negotiations, people will be weighing what is uh, the weight of, of, of one decision against another. And in this particular case, um, there was a feeling that we, the, the decision we, t- we took to ground was harsh. And and that for as long as they can give us this assurance, because when they submit uh, their plan today, we have to respond to them by tomorrow, meaning that we either are saying we're happy with this or we're not happy with this. It gives us comfort that the, the, the weight is accounted for appropriately according to the regulations or not. So let me just maybe bring another element. What happens is that our regulations do allow aircraft, for instance, there's a, a, a global formula that is mm. used uh, to calculate the weight in the aircraft. So the manufacturer will, will when they release the aircraft, uh, stipulate what is the weight of this, uh, the empty weight of the aircraft, right? And uh, But then when the airline normally purchases the aircraft, they would also uh, do some modifications, which will alter the weight somehow. And then also when they operate the aircraft, there will then be passengers, obviously. There will be goods that they are, they are carrying on the, on the aircraft. So the regulations are saying... Um, you can, within a particular scope, uh, basically allow, for instance, in terms of uh, the passengers, passengers um, 
they would estimate globally that a male would weigh 92 kilograms, a female 86 to 88 kilograms, and a child 35 kilograms. Our regulations say that you can deduct 6 kilograms from the males and the females, but not the children. And in this particular case, the airline is actually deducting also from the children because then that weight is what you would then use as an estimate as well to estimate the, the hand luggage or baggage that you can carry with. So it is those... Um, intricate details that the CAA is saying, if you cannot satisfy us with the paperwork that you give us, because all of our work, we do it through paperwork. You have to prove to us that you're able to account for every little thing. And they were not able to do that. Um, so how long have they been operating like this? Um, I, 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 I can't go into the details of this finding has been found now as our inspectors were doing it now. So, but, you know, uh, because we are in the auditing environment, we take a sample every time we come to you on an annual basis. So, but this time it was discovered and we took the action. And let me rephrase the question. Yes. When mm. did you become aware of, of this, this problem? When we were doing, um, we were conducting the audit um, uh, about last week already. And, and that's when then we raised the issue with them. And this I think was the, the issue first of time that you became aware, aware of it of as that, yes. the Civil Aviation yes. Authority. Yes, yes. Mm. And and I think at this point it is, you know, um, we're grateful that there mm-hmm. hasn't been any sort of accidents because yes. uh, these are very crucial issues mm-hmm. that need to be addressed. So they have until 5 o'clock today, you say? They have until 5 o'clock today to submit the, the, the procedures and the weight plan. And then if we approve it, then obviously that will go off their, their um, report. Um, but then also there's, there's what the court order further, maybe I should add this point, has also given us permission to continue with the audit. Because what happens is that um, when we find our findings are, are, are categorized in terms mm. of levels of seriousness and 11-1 finding says to the CAA, stop the audit, seek proper confirm everything that you need to confirm with regards to that particular finding. And this was a level one finding um, that related to, um, we call them post holders. These are regulatory positions that uh, the regulations say, if you run an airline, you must have these positions and these people must be qualified in this and this and this manner. And in this particular case, we gave them a precautionary grounding on Wednesday. It's only on Thursday where we took, um, the, the where we removed the privileges completely because they could not satisfy us in terms of telling us whether they have the correct responsible person flight operations. Previously, they reported to us to say that, okay, they are responsible person flight operations had resigned, and they therefore then um, uh, sent a name, and that is normally the process that they should follow. Sent a name to us to say, approve this person is a replacement. We checked the credentials of the person who said, no, this person doesn't comply with the regulation. So please look for somebody who does. They continue to operate with that person. Now, this person is critical because they make key decisions in terms of the flights that are taking uh, place on a day-to-day basis. So if you put such serious decision-making in the hands of someone that we have declared not to be fit for that position, for us, that is a serious safety contravention. And therefore, it was necessary then for us to say, okay, we want you to tell us now, give us a corrective action. How are you going to fix this? They sent the corrective action plan. We rejected it because they didn't follow the processes. And um, when we then found the weight issues as well, because we were still continuing with the audit, and that's when then we said, no, there's too many risks here. Let's first get a, a level of comfort. So was your audit then completed? It and wasn't. were these your only concerns? No, it wasn't. The audit was not completed. And that's why the High Court said, continue with your audit in the meantime. So there's two conditions here. The High Court is saying um, the airline needs to appeal our decision 
to suspend the two certificates with the director. So if she decides against us, if the director says you were too harsh in your decision making, these people can continue. It, it's okay. We will continue and finalize the audit. But also the uh, um, the High Court also said continue with your audit and finish it so that we are then comfortable that we've looked at everything that we would n- normally in the in a normal audit would have conducted. So we're not done yet. Uh, mm-hmm. We're still continuing with our audit. So you have the High Court order yes. and uh, you have a deadline of 5 p.m. Uh, this afternoon yes. for SEMA to come back to you yes. having addressed the issues that were outlined. Yes. Should they still be found to be wanting? Mm-hmm. What happens then? Um, the nice thing about our regulations is that when we come to you for an audit, you already know uh, the terms and conditions of that audit. So even how the findings are classified, you know that very well. So we will make decisions based on what we find. So we don't want to preempt that at this moment. Uh, safe to say that the issues that we were concerned about, we did raise. Mm. Um, this doesn't mean that there hasn't been minor findings or observations here and there. There were, but those don't warrant us to take serious action. They just allow us to give the airline time for them to close those types of findings. Mm. But, but, but what's the worst whatever case happens scenario? Now, if they still are not compliant by 5 p.m. this afternoon, yes. what happens then? Then we have to take enforcement action because the court order only tells us they must submit. And then if you're happy, you must approve. But the court order actually also stipulated when we should respond. It said tomorrow at five o'clock, we should have responded to them and tell them whether we are happy or not. So it's difficult for me to preempt right now. What would the outcome of what is now to come uh, going to be? Uh, We just have to wait and see. And that was Pindiwe Kwebu, the South African Civil Aviation Authority Executive uh, for Corporate Services. And uh, to announce uh, uh, now uh, the airline SEM as plans to restore itself to service, we joined on the line by the Chief Executive Officer, Miles van der Moelen. Uh, thanks so much for speaking to us. Good afternoon. Can you hear me now? I can hear you clearly. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. All right. Mr. Van der let's start here. Firstly, why did SEM Air fail to comply with the conditions as stipulated by the Civil Aviation Authority? Um, we believe we had complied. Um, when we received those findings, we had some material questions um, regarding the, the wording of it. We attempted to discuss that with the inspectors, um, and uh, they declined to engage, and we were told to, to only respond in writing, which, which we did, um, we believe. Uh, you know, the process is at the bottom of the finding form. We actually accept it and sign for it. Um, we didn't accept it and didn't sign for it. I did ask the inspectors for the dispute process, which they um, declined to give me as well. Um, so we were trying to actively work with the authority to understand what the exact concern was, but um, we were unable to even get to the bottom of it. Um, but the initial findings of, of last uh, this was last Tuesday. So, so what exactly were you disputing as SEM Air about their findings? They claimed that we didn't have a uh, responsible person for flight operations in the post. We said we had a person who was acting in the position. We could show paperwork where the uh, name and the CV of the gentleman concerned was submitted to the authority um, on the 7th of November and um, that he was uh, exceptionally well qualified. He's a, he's a particularly experienced man. Uh, they do not dispute that you did submit a name. What they say is that they found through their checks and balances that person to be unfit. Now, that's a different person. So um, 
the, uh, the person that um, we submitted before that um, in late October, um, or I think it may have been um, even early November, they found unfit. Then we provided a further name, um, a man called Johan Fento, on an acting basis um, on the 7th of November, and that uh, those details were within from, from there on. Um, he has subsequently been approved by the authority um, to hold a post. So uh, explain to us then why in uh, such an important position uh, as uh, the flight uh, person responsible for flight operations, uh, why you allowed that situation to even exist whereby you were at some point allowing someone who they felt was unfit to actually uh, to stand in that position and be in charge of your flight operations? Um, Firstly, he was, when he was put forward, we didn't um, know that he wouldn't be suitable for the position. The um, issue they have with the gentleman concerned relates to internal or administrative action, as they call it, against him, which is not a matter of, of public record. And it's a discretionary power by the director as to whether they accept that person. Once the, um, it came to light and we appointed uh, Johan Fenter acting in that role, the person concerned was demoted um, in the department. The flight ops department has many people in it, and there's um, other levels at which a person can operate, and he was to operate at that level and not hold the responsibility of the post itself. And then there were other concerns as well uh, that were raised by the Aviation Authority. Uh, For example, and I'm reading here, um, to develop a procedure for monitoring and accounting for undeclared hand luggage and uh, to submit to uh, the uh, Civil Aviation Authority for approval that plan uh, by the 19th, uh, which is today. So why did you not have that plan in place, one that is at least acceptable to the Aviation Authority? That um, requirement actually came out of our court action of yesterday. Um, so that is a, is, is a brand new requirement, and um, we have until the end of today to um, respond, and then that response is currently um, being uh, attended to, and will be with them before the deadline, and um, we will await their comments on it. And, and I understand that this is uh, because of the type of aircraft that you actually used, whereby people uh, would find themselves, because of some of the, your aircraft not having overhead compartments, that uh, the, 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 whatever hand luggage people would take on would be stored um, as usual under the seat in front of them, or they would have to keep it on themselves or wherever else they could put it. Is that the case? Yeah, our smallest aircraft type is a Beach 1900 and doesn't have overhead storage compartments. Um, like larger aircraft, the other two types of operate do. So um, because of that and uh, the space available, um, it's not practical to have you know, standard carry-on luggage that you might uh, be used to carrying and taking with you um, on, uh, on a larger airliner mm. uh, so, in, so- in the cabin with you. So it's... That's where the, the difference comes with that time. So, Mr. Van Mullen, if you could explain to me, because generally when one uh, is on board an aircraft and they take you through those safety um, procedures before the flight actually takes off, one of the things they tell you is that you shouldn't have anything, you know, uh, blocking the passageways in uh, the aircraft in case of an accident, because accidents happen. So does that not apply to you and your aircraft? Well, of course it does. I didn't say anything that implied anything, anything else, um, which is why hand luggage on the, in that aircraft um, is an issue and we um, manage it differently because there is limited space and no overhead compartments. So your, any hand luggage is, is stowed 
um, outside of the cabin um, uh, to to accommodate the relatives of, of the aircraft type.